to Nostalgia Myalgia, a podcast where we revisit things we liked when we were kids and ask ourselves if it was really any good. I'm your host, Erin Rand, and this week I was joined by fellow Minerva editor Olivia Woods to talk about Fruits Basket, which is a 2001 anime about a girl named Toru Honda who gets involved with the Soma family, and they are cursed by the Chinese Zodiac so that when they are hugged by a member of the opposite sex, they turn into a fluffy, adorable animal. If you've never seen the show, be aware that there are some spoilers in this podcast. Welcome to Nostalgia Myalgia. Thank you for joining me, Olivia. You're welcome. I'm always happy to be here. Um, so today we're talking about Fruits Basket. And to start off with, when was the first time you watched Fruits Basket? I was 15 or 16, and it was, I think, kind of the same way that I fell into Inuyasha. One of my friends was like, hey, I found this anime. It's really cute. You should watch it. And then I marathoned it over the course of a few weekends and was hooked. Um, and then the most recently that I've, most recently I've watched it last summer. I think I marathoned the whole thing again because I remembered loving it, but I was like, I don't remember exactly exactly what all the episodes mm-hmm. were like. Yeah. And then like my emotions just hit the fan, and I fell really in love with it. So I'm on page two of the manga now. <laughs> After you recommended it to me, and I'm like, I'm going to read this, and then real life gets in the way, so I didn't. Yeah. But it's on my docket to read. Um, it's just such a cute, wonderful show. Yeah. I first watched it in, like, seventh or eighth grade. I was, like, definitely on an anime bender, where it's like, just, like, watching anything. Mm-hmm. And so I watched a lot of anime that I don't remember at all, because <laughs> they weren't any good, and they were just kind of terrible. But I remember my yeah. friend Lauren... Her family had a Netflix subscription. Oh. Not the, the, like, streaming. Yeah. It was, like, you got discs sent to you in the mail. And so I, like, remember her getting the first Fruits Basket disc, and she, like, brought it to my house, and we watched it, and it was amazing. Um, so, and then I've just, like, continuously Mm rewatched ever since then. It's, like, one of those things that I just, like, am always, like, if I'm sad, I'm just, like, I'm gonna watch Fruits Basket. It's so, oh, it's emotional, it's deep, it's wonderful. I forgot I actually bought myself the DVD set for Christmas, like, junior year of high school. I still have it. I haven't watched it, oddly enough. I've been watching it online instead. <laughs> but I have them. Yeah. Somewhere in my room. Back home. So what did you like about it when you first watched it? Uh, so I wanted to be Toru, first of all. And I still kind of feel, I'm like, I need to adopt her positivity into yeah. my life when I feel like I'm having a really crappy day. Um, I identified with her... Kind of a thousand percent. Um, and I just, I mean, it was terrible what happened to her mom and her family. Yeah. And like, her family's complete crap. But mm-hmm. just the idea that, like, that idea of karma, that if you're mm-hmm. a good person, good things will come to you, and family can be whatever you want it to be if you're yeah. around people who love you. Um, but I actually identified with her so much that I adopted the be safe mantra for family members. Aww. And I still say that because I'm like, what if the one day I don't say it, like, the world <laughs> burns down because of me. So <laughs> The entire world goes to shit because Olivia because... didn't say be safe. Exactly. So I, like, say it to people when they're leaving. I text my mom that, talk to my family. So, like, it's still a thing that mm-hmm. I have, I think I fell out of habit in college a little bit. But now I'm, like, back on with the yeah. love you, be safe. Be careful thing. Um, that all we can also that can tap into like my own psychology of wanting to keep people safe and whatever. But mm-hmm. I was like, this is important and it needs to yeah. happen a lot. And I feel like that's a good part of what the show is about. It's like her journey and the people who inf- she mm-hmm. whose life she influences and how they influence her yeah. life. But I think she's a really strong female protagonist. 
Um, and I can also understand why some people think that she's not, and we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I just think yes. she's such a positive influence. Um, and also the side characters are funny, and it is kind of like, and now I realize that it's kind of like a reverse harem, but I didn't think that <laughs> when I was 14 and I was like, oh, these boys just like her because she's awesome. And I, that was also like my Twilight reading phase, so I was like, of oh, course yeah. all the guys like the nice girl. Yeah, I think I was reading Twilight when I first watched this too, because I was like, love triangle, even mm-hmm. though like in retrospect it's like not really a it's love not. triangle at all, but like then, like in eighth grade, everything was all about love triangles. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OMG, love triangle. <laughs> well, it's so interesting how your perception of what constitutes love or, like, how love is portrayed in things changes. Because yeah. back then I was like, of course, oh, he looked at her for an extra second. It's, they're in love. Yeah. And now I'm like, they didn't even hold hands that much. Like, yeah. They're conflicted, but they're not as conflicted as 14-year-old me was like, oh, he's so emotional inside. And yeah. No. Yeah, I actually also read the manga, and it's, like, one of two mangas I've ever read. I'm not a huge manga mm-hmm. reader, mostly because it's just, like, inconvenient and expensive to read manga. It's very expensive. It's, like, I feel like it's more inconvenient to, like, find manga online than it is to find, like, anime online, mm-hmm. especially because you're, like, getting into, like, super crappy translations and stuff. This is one of the one mangas that I've, like, read all of it, mm-hmm. and it's much longer than the anime, and mm. it's, like, super angsty. Like, I feel like the anime <laughs> is a little bit angsty. It's a little angsty. But, like, the manga is, like, super, super, super angsty, but I love it so much. Mm-hmm. But I think when I was in eighth grade, I just, like, I think I mostly loved it because it was just, like, super cute, fluffy animals. Like, yeah. that was definitely the main appeal to me. The animals are so cute. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's first episode when you get a rat, a cat, and a dog, and you're like, There's, I just want to squish them because they're fluffy and adorable. Yeah. And then it was also the appeal of seeing who became what animal after, because yeah. once you're in, th- it's like, okay, he's definitely a member of the Zodiac mm-hmm. family, I wonder which member of the Zodiac he is, let's find out. Yeah. Rewatching it, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts now? Like, how is, do you view Zodiac <laughs> differently? I think I forgot how much stuff hit the fan by the end. Yeah. Because I hadn't watched it since high school. And then I rewatched it more recently, and I was like, oh my god, these people have kind of emotional lives, and this is yeah. terrible. Like, you don't think... I guess they don't show the drama and the despair of losing a parent so young in mm-hmm. the anime, because she's like, I live in a tent, but bye, Mom, I'll see you after school. And you're yeah. like, okay, well, she's positive about it, it's fine. And as an adult, I'm like... You are living in a tent in the wilderness by yourself. You lost your mother. Also, you're, like, so repressed. (laughs) I know. And, like, your family is terrible to you, and your grandfather's just like, you can go live with strangers. Yeah. I think I didn't understand, or I didn't think about the implications of going to live with a family of strange guys Mm -hmm. by yourself as a single female. And now living in the city as a single female, well, not single, but as a female, and you just hear these horror stories and I'm like, this is a recipe for disaster. I know. I was, so when I was rewatching it this weekend, because I literally rewatch Fruits Basket like every winter at least because I'm like feeling sad because it's winter and mm-hmm. I'm like, I need something to cheer me up. And I, it's like not one of those shows where I can just like pick up and like watch a couple of episodes. Like if I start watching mm-hmm. it, like I will watch the whole thing, which is what happened to me this weekend. I was like, I'm just going to like watch a few episodes, get it, you watch know, it all. in my, fresh in my mind and I it's, watch it all. I mean, it's only a, it's only 24 episodes, so it's... Yeah, yeah. Like, a day's worth of watching, but, maybe. Uh, I was watching it in the first episode. Yuki's like, come live with me and my creepy older cousin. Like... I know. And he's... <laughs> like, like, huge a- red flags. Like, they don't even know each other at I school. Know. And he's like, come live with us. And he... And also, the way Shigure is, like, there's a scene 
where he offers to go to school to pick up her homework, and she's like, Shigure is so nice, and he's like, high school girls, yeah. I'm like, you're a pedophile, yeah. what are you doing, you're yeah. 26, yeah. you're talking about 15 year olds, like, yeah, it's cutesy and chibi-ish, but danger, stranger danger times yeah. five, and then you meet, like, Hattori, who's also an older guy, and you can never quite tell if he's got a crush on Toru, or if he's being more parental vibes. I never got those vibes from Hattori. That makes me feel better. that he just, like, cares about Yuki and Mm. Kyo and, like, all of the Zodiac people, and he, like, sees Toru as somebody who's really important to them. Positive influence. Like, their lives are also terrible. Like... (laughs) Yeah, they live in this weird, like... Well, not patriarchy, because in the manga, I don't know if this is a major spoiler, because yeah. the manga's pretty old, but Akicho <laughs> isn't actually a guy. Yeah, he's a woman. Um, but, he's, but in the anime, he's a guy. And and he's he's presented as a guy, so right. it, I would say it's still patriarchy. Right. So, yeah, you're living under this really repressive family regime. Mm-hmm. Um, so their family history and dynamic is super weird, too, and... Well, not weird, but it's just repressed. Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh my god, how are you all so kind of happy yeah. all the time? So I see Hattori as, like, views Toru as, like, Toru is, like, the one good thing they've got going in their lives. So, okay. like, that makes let's, like, make sure that, like, they, like, his yeah. cousins and family continue to be happy mm-hmm. because this person is in their lives. Right. And especially since with his girlfriend or fiance before yeah. and like his whole backstory and yeah. he knows how bad this could get if yeah. Toru is not accepted into the family. Ugh, it's like an extreme case of bringing your girlfriend over to meet your parents. Yeah. It's super soap opera-y to like borrow your phrase, but mm. I still love it. I, no, I definitely love it. But I feel like as a slightly older person, I can see that soap opera. Yeah. I'm not just oh, like, definitely. this is something I can get obsessed with. It's yeah. like, I understand what you're doing more. So, do you want to talk about, like, specific things that we really like about Fruits Basket? Everything? Is Everything. that too specific? <laughs> I have, okay, well, definitely the animal, this, this like, mm-hmm. the slight supernatural, but not, yeah. it's not Inuyasha supernatural where there's demons and fighting. Yeah. And it's not bloody or gory. There is a little fighting, but. Well, there's a little, like, High school robbery. Like karate yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, and I guess just, like, the, the wacky blowing things out of proportion. Like, the day that she fails her midterm. Yeah. And she's, like, sick forever, and then she's like, if I fail, I'll fail everybody if I don't pass my test. Yeah. Um, when 14-year-old me was horrified. I was like, I feel you, girl. Passing the, pass, not passing this test is the end of the world for you. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well just like, fall off. As, like, a middle achiever, I was like, get over yourself. No, I was like, I was <laughs> up there with her, like, oh my god, you're going to, you're going to break in half if you do not pass this test. Go fall off the end of the world, it's yeah. over. You ruined your life forever. Um. No, I, but. so I super love Toru, even though she's, like, not a super realistic character. She's not realistic at all. Like, her life is terrible. Like, she would definitely be in a worse state, I feel like. Yeah. And her just, like, attitude is just, I can't imagine that on, like, a normal human. But I think that attitude is idealistic, and it, like, makes Mm -hmm. me want to be a better person. Right. Every time I watch Fruits Basket, I'm like, oh, I need to, like, you know, like, imagine other people's situations more complexly and, like, right. try and understand and, like, be empathetic because she's so wonderful <laughs> like that. Because she's living in a tent and she's still yeah. nice enough to bring people candy yeah. and do things for them and make them dinner. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, she would have been, like, in an orphan... Like, a real person would have probably 
been a lot worse off. She's yeah. like, I'm, I'll be fine. I'll just work my part-time job mm-hmm. and get groceries and live in the backyard. Yeah. It's cool. She's like, props for being self-sufficient. Right. No, for sure. I don't think I'm self-reliant enough to be like, my family would think I'm a burden. I'm going to run away. Well, and I think that, like, her sort of, like, self-reliance is something that initially Yuki really admires in her and mm. just like I think that's why he invited her to live with them like yeah. he's like I wish I could be as self-reliant as she was mm-hmm. basically especially since he's under Akito's yeah. thumb um and because the rat's the favorite mm-hmm. of the zodiac anyway I think there's extra pressure on him to be really ingrained in that family dynamic and mm-hmm. I he you can see that he really just wants to break away mm-hmm. from it over the course of the show. And then you have Kyo on the flip side who just wants to be part of the family dynamic. Yeah. It doesn't get to the same degree that Yuki does how toxic it is to be part of it. Because mm-hmm. he's an outsider. I love Kyo. Oh my god, I love Kyo <laughs> Kyo's so my, much. Kyo's my favorite. I am like the hardest core Toru Kyo shipper. Me and like too. when we were doing our like little um, plug for other things I'm a nerd about, our mm-hmm. OTP article. Oh yeah. Um, I wrote about uh, Zuko and Katara, but then I started, after we posted that, I started rewatching Fruits Basket, and I was like, why didn't I think of, uh, Toru and Kyo, they're literally my favorite the, couple of all time. I thought I about them. them. They're, like, my ultimate OTP, I think. They're the best. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't, but I know Katara and Zuko is another really good yeah, I just, like, have a lot of angst with that ship, more so than <laughs> I Kyo totally Toru. ship it, too. I was also very disappointed when <laughs> he, she ended up with Aang. I was like, bro, why? That was the worst. But yeah, I totally ship Toru and Kyo over Toru and Yuki. Well, I don't even think like that's a ship. Like, I don't see them romantically linked at all. Like in my mind, like mm. rewatching it, and I did when I was younger. But now that I watch it, I right. just like I just don't see it as a romantic pairing. I think that like they obviously really care about each other, mm. and like Yuki has some weird feelings <laughs> towards Toru, especially in the manga. You like get into it, and it's kind of weird. But like, oh yeah. Yeah, is so that like, spoiler to talk no, about? No, it's not really a spoiler. It's actually like sort of like right after the anime ends, they like all go to the beach okay. together yeah. and Yuki like talks about his feelings towards Toru and how he like loves her as a mother figure because his mother huh. was like always really cool to him. Right. You get all the so, flashbacks. Yeah. Like, people staring at him and him being in the center of yeah. a circle. <laughs> like, sad and alone. And so maybe having read the manga and like I sort of superimposed that knowledge onto my re-watching of the anime, but I just don't see them as, like, a romantic couple. But I'm sure there are people yeah. who do ship it because I, it's the yeah. internet. And anything goes on the internet. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like it, the love triangle might be pushed in the subtlest of senses just to add drama. Yeah. Especially since Yuki and Kyo are such big rivals about everything. Yeah. It makes sense that they're rivals over Toru's mm-hmm. attention, affection, too. But I do feel like Yuki steps back. Definitely. And gives Kyo the rein because he's the more I don't know broken, damaged, emotionally, so emotionally damaged. stifled, stunted of the two. Um, so I feel like he needs Toru. Yeah. And it's not, and I'm not saying that Yuki and Kyo are um, like passing her off to each other. No. Like you can have her. It doesn't feel like implied. that at all. Yeah, I'm not implying that at yeah. all. Um, but I think what I meant was that I think Yuki recognizes that. Kyo and Toru have a definite connection. Yeah, in the he manga, he, that. like, definitely sort of, like, encourages them to be together, which Good. I think is really sweet, because yes. he still, like, obviously has some pretty vitriolic feelings towards Kyo, mm-hmm. but he still, like, recognizes that they sort of belong together and yeah. encourages them. Good. 
I feel like you get that a little bit in the anime, especially at the end when Shigeru yeah. and Yuki are like, go get yeah. Kyo, because he's breaking mm-hmm. down. But I don't... So, that's an interesting question. You kind of get that the backstory between the two is that, like, well, they're supposed to hate each other. They're the cat and the rat. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the backbone of their rivalry. Yeah. With a little bit of substance, like, you can get that their personalities are really different and that makes sense mm-hmm. for teenage boys to not get along. Yeah. But is there anything in the manga that points to a um, deeper hatred that yes. is Yes. So, it, like, becomes, <laughs> without, like, being super specific, because I think it's kind of spoilery. Okay. Um, but it becomes really clear that, like, Aikido has very strategically, like, pitted them against each other. Okay. And, like, sort of created incentives for them to not get along. Okay. Um, so it's not just the superficial, like boy rivalry because heritage and boy no, rivalry yeah. because tension and hormones and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Because okay. I always felt like that was a little forced yeah. in the anime, but I can understand it's a convention of space and time and limitations in that. Yeah. Um, I wish there was more anime. Me too. I kind of hoped that always come out with another season. Yeah, I actually looked this up because I was really curious to why there wasn't a second season because it was super popular in Japan and it was super popular here. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently the person who wrote the manga didn't like the adaptation of the anime at all oh. and was like, there's not going to be any more. Like, she like put her foot down and was like, no wow. season two. Which makes me really super sad. I know. I loved it. I wonder... Did she have a problem with the cutesiness, or was it just I don't all know, around the tone of really. the anime? I think she like had might have had like some sort of personal conflict with the director. Oh, that yeah, I'm not sure the whole story, but okay. My like hope is that they in this like era of reboots, they'll be like, we're gonna reboot it and like do awesome. the whole thing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> just because I feel like there should be more, and I feel like it needs to be super long. Like because there's so much more. Like yeah, because the anime only covers up to like volume six of the right. manga, and there's 23 volumes. <sighs> and we didn't even meet all the Zodiac yeah. members. I know that there's yeah, and also there doesn't, doesn't resolve anything at all. Right, <laughs> like, I know they all like the last scene like, in the show is they all cursed. like hold hands and walk away. Oh yeah, that's well, that's spoiler. We won't talk about that. But I think that was something that I knew about the manga at the end regarding the mm-hmm. curse. That like yeah. There's more resolution at the end of the manga than there is at the end of the anime. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the anime, it's like, well, Akito doesn't super hate me. Let's all hold hands and go home. Mm-hmm. But it also changed Akito's narrative a lot in the anime. Yeah, so, I never really got... So it didn't really align. Like, if they had continued, they would have had to change, like, substantial amounts of, like, mm-hmm. the way the manga went. So Yeah, I wonder why they didn't make... Why they didn't bring in that that gender presentation quality of Akito's personality, because I feel like that's important to understanding who Akito is and why yeah. Akito acts the way he does. I don't know. We'll never know, I'm sure. Yeah. Question lost to the vault. But, I, yeah, because I feel like with Akito in the anime, you get that he's quarantined, and that there's, like, this something about the way he holds the family together, and that there's, like, an implication that he has a sickness, that Hattori looks after yeah. him, but you don't really get much beyond that. Yeah. And that was probably because they were setting it up for later episodes that just never happened, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm personally, like, not that interested by Aikido. <laughs> I think I mean, that he's, like, the least interesting part of the series for me. That's fair. I like understanding, like, the family dynamics and if Aikido plays yeah. such an important role, why he's mean all the yeah. time. He's terrible. Because he's also very abusive, as we see with Toru mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. I remember that moment shocked me, I think, as a younger person. Yeah. 
Well, in the manga, it's, like, super clear, like, how emotionally abusive he is. Mm. Like, just, he's terrible. But anyway, <laughs> I also want to continue talking about things that I like. Yes, okay. Um, and I freaking love, more than, like, any of the Zodiac animals, maybe mm-hmm. other than, like, the Kyo-Toru relationship, mm-hmm. is Toru's friends, Uo and Hana. I love them. I adore them. So much. I think that, like... With the setup of the show as it is, it would be really easy for them to, like, fall to the periphery and then just be like, oh, these, like, were my friends Mm -hmm. that, like, pop up every once in a while. (laughs) But, like, it's clear that they're, like, you don't ever forget that they were a part of Toru's life before she Mm -hmm. met the Zomas and that they continue to be a part of her life now and, like, how important they are to her. I love them. So, like, not the Bella Complex where you ditch all your friends (laughs) for your boyfriend and his family. Yeah. And you remember, like who your friends are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate that episode where they come over to the Soma household and, like, they're having mm-hmm. lunch with them. And, yeah. of course, there's some wacky hijinks with not telling the secret and yeah. all that stuff. But it does show that the Somas aren't trying to isolate Toru. They want her to have a healthy, f- like, fulfilling life. Yeah. And they want her friends to be part of it, which is good. Um, and I feel like they're the ones that ultimately help her come to terms with Kyo's curse, especially. Yeah. Even um, though they, like, don't know about it. Right. <laughs> but they're supportive, and that's the best yeah. kind of thing to be in that moment. Well, and I like that, like, she's able to talk to them, but especially in the manga, but also in the anime, I think, like, they also, like, talk to her about their problems, mm-hmm. and she is helpful, like, right. to them, and they're not just, like, there to be a sounding board for her, right. like, so many, like, best friends are, and, like, romantic comedies, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, in sitcoms. Yeah. So, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I like that you get a glimpse of what their family's like, like, you meet, um, Hana's little brother, mm-hmm. who's cool. Yeah. And really cute. And I forget. Do you... I can't really remember Uo's family. I feel she, like she's more she like, like I think she lives with her dad. Um, and they definitely go into her backstory more in the manga, but I honestly don't remember it that much. Yeah, I feel like we get a little bit more of Hana's family than of Uo's, but yeah. I just love Uo. She's yeah. like the cool, tough. And I just love that they're like, I can see like those type of people all being friends with each other even though they're so different. Like I don't yeah. think that their friendship is unrealistic. I agree. And I feel, yeah, especially since it's the case, because we don't really get to meet Toru's mother, but I feel like the qualities that her friends have also mesh really well with what Toru lost in her mother. Yeah. So they're not, they're like a little family in and of themselves, which is important, because mm-hmm. she's lost so much, this poor girl. I know. <laughs> she needs something happy. So right. I'm glad that her friends are still strong and a good influence in her life. Yeah. But, oh, they're hilarious. Especially, I just remember the midterm episode where Hana's like, I failed on purpose so I could take the makeup because yeah. the questions are easier. It's like, oh, Hana. You're so smart. Why didn't, yeah, why didn't Toru think of that? Oh my gosh. I love Fruits Basket so much. Too. I like, I had to like write down all of my feelings because I was like, if I don't, it's just going to be me being like, I love it, guys. <laughs> it inspired our, our desire to make pork buns. That was another thing. Oh, rice balls, not pork yeah. buns. Um, that rice ball episode where it's like, everyone has a different flavor on their back and you can't I see know, it. I was like, this is so inspirational when you're I talking know. about food. Two of my favorite things. <laughs> what is this? The food in the show always looks so good. Um, like she like, she makes a lot of food, but mm-hmm. then they like also like go places and eat food and you're like, oh my God, anime food's so delicious. There is a Tumblr 
just about anime food, I think. Or maybe yeah, it's I've totally seen it. But I follow it, and I'm like, I just want all of the anime food. So we might have to go get rice or noodles after this or something. Oh my gosh, I would be pro that. I think we should do it. Because I'm now I'm thinking about rice balls. I'm like, I know, I'm like, oh, so I want right sushi now. so badly. And those bento boxes always look so pretty and professionally packed. And I want to like figure out how to make. I was Me like too. on a website like to like figure out how to make a bento box. And I was like, this seems like so much work. I can't believe people in Japan do this every day. And it's so yeah, it's just like the meal that you bring. Right? Yeah. It was like just real quick non sequitur. I was watching an anime called My Little Monster, and they made this. They went to a restaurant, and I forget what the dish is called, but it's basically like you sit in front of a giant um, griddle. And they pour on a batter, and you pour on vegetables, and you mix it all together, oh, yeah. and you eat it with a really mm-hmm. tiny spatula. And I was trying to figure out how to make it at home, and I was like, this is too complicated for me to do in a pan mm-hmm. in my kitchen. Like some, like, noodles. Some, like, yes. soba noodles. Oh. Can we do that after we record? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. It's happening. Oh, yeah. We've got plenty of time. Yeah. Awesome. Anime is good not only for emotionally bringing friends together, but also for sharing tasty meals. I know. I... Was no, this is not. This is too tangential. <laughs> okay, you can tell me later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who had Momiji? Let's talk about Momiji. Oh my god! <laughs> the episode where Momiji, who's the rabbit, talks mm-hmm. about his mother, oh, makes I me know. cry every single time I watch it. It's like the episode where. So Toru and her friends and Yukin Kyo go to her mother's grave mm-hmm. and they like remember her mother and. Like, she's very cheerful, and then she, like, meets Momiji, who talks about his relationship with his mother, who does not remember that he exists, and she talks, like, they just, like, have this, like, moment where, you know, like, you, like, realize that even though Toru is really upbeat, that she's suffering. Right. Which is, like, very rare in the show. Mm -hmm. She doesn't often acknowledge that she's, like, feeling bad. Right. Because she you know, wants other people to, mm-hmm. like, not worry about her. Right. And she's, like, so heartbreaking. I cry every time I oh watch it. Oh, my God. And I think <laughs> that was another thing from, like, as a kid, it was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Your mother doesn't remember you. But now, mm-hmm. moving into adulthood and, like, down the line, thinking yeah. about being a parent yourself, thinking, like, yeah. you hated your kid so much that you got your memory wiped so you yeah. wouldn't remember that your child existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just—it's like the emotional impact from two different spectrums. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm tearing up a little bit thinking about it. (laughs) I think I might have tissues if you need one. Oh Um, my gosh. But oh, yeah, yeah. That is one of the rare moments where you see Toru kind of allow herself to feel something other than positive. Um, and I think it's telling that she does that only for a few particular people. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, it's just the midterm thing. It's, you think about it, it's like, oh, that's superficial. Why are you crying over a test? But the mm-hmm. fact that she's letting Kyo see her sad is a really big deal. Yeah. So I don't think she ever lets Yuki see her sad. No, I don't think so either. Um, so that was like a poignant moment. Other than like the finale, which is... Right. Well, everyone's just, it's raining <laughs> it's and everyone's just, like just the emotionally the thing in the world. Oh, God. I know. I remember crying the first time I watched the finale in like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I remember I was I remember this very. I was sitting on my pink beanbag chair in my parents' room and they were watching something else and I was watching it on my computer and I was just like so numb. My face must have dropped. My mom was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "It's just the finale of Fruits Basket. I'm fine. Don't mind me." But it does. It kind of punches you in the gut. Oh yeah. Because you don't expect it, especially the first time you watch it, because everything's really for the most part happy and fluffy mm-hmm. and upbeat and cute. And then the finale happens, and you're just like, this was a complete 180. <laughs> Why? Yeah. 
I don't know, I think that Fruits Basket, like, does a great job of, like, sort of having a moral a little bit. Yeah. Without, like, seeming, like, really moralizing. Right. I think that every episode sort of has, like, it sort of reaches its moral in the middle, and then they, like, sort of go on and mm-hmm. are able to, like, apply that to the rest of the episode. Right. Which I like, because it's not beating you over the head with it. Yeah. But it's just reminding you to just be a better person along the yeah. way. Which I appreciate. Oh my god, the day they do the race... And Hana just stops oh, yeah. and starts playing cards in the in the middle. Non sequitur, but yeah, um, I just really like that episode because I like that it, it's peppered with funny, cartoonish stuff too. Yeah. Like when they tear yeah, apart the house. Yeah, it's not just like super sad. Yeah, no, like Kyo's um, rivalry with leaks, and he's cooking yeah. the leaks with the gas mask on and the goggles. Yeah, like there's also that fun cartoonish, chibi. Mm-hmm. Fun, cute stuff. And, like, Momiji is definitely a big part of that, because he's yes. the rabbit, and he... Well, what makes me laugh is that um, in Oran High School Host Club... I love Oran High School Honey is, Club. I feel like, a direct response to, like, the existence this of true. Momiji. I didn't think of that. Oh, so she has the stuffed rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's, like, this cute little blonde kid. Yeah. Yep. Just, so, like, the, like, ridiculousness of Momiji, who is, like, a child, but he's in high school. Mm-hmm. I know, and he's, like... Just walking around like Toru in his girl's uniform. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And then they're like, "What would you think if Yuki wore a girl's uniform?" And all the girls are like, "Ah." So yeah. it's wacky like that. So Kagura. Yes. So even though I'm like the hardest core Toru Kyo shipper, mm-hmm. I like friendship Kagura and Kyo. I really like their relationship a lot. I do. I think she's wonderful. I think. 8th grade me or ninth grade me was like, how dare you encroach on so, Kyo and Toru's yeah, thing? I think that, like, 8th grade like me just thought she was crazy. And, I did. Like, on rewatch, I'm like, no, oh my god, she's, like, such a sweet, like, nuanced, mm-hmm. even though, like, she is, like, she, like, has these, like, moments where she, like, goes crazy. Right. She is, like, a sweet sort of nuanced character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think I picked up on that as much. I think it's like when I rewatched Inuyasha and I really, really hated Kikyo <laughs> just because she got in the way of the Inuyasha yeah. Kagome ship. And then on that rewatch, it was like, no, Kikyo is a really, really nuanced, to borrow your word, yeah. character. And mm-hmm. she's important to the arc of the show. Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of get over my yeah. unfounded hatred for her. I just think that the further in the series that you go in Fruits Basket, like the more you realize that Kyo and Kagura like have each other's backs. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, like, Kagura has a romantic interest in Kyo, and, like, he does not have those feelings back for her, like, she's still gonna, like, protect him, and then she would do the same for her. Right. And I think it's also a telling of her character when she knows that K- Kyo wouldn't want to see her when he's in this emotional state at the yeah. end. He wants her, Toru to find him, so yeah. she lets Toru go. Yeah. So I think that, I'm. do they develop as close friends as the manga goes on? Basically, or? everybody loves Toru. Like, okay. even the people who... Hate everyone loves Toru, which like I feel like it would be impossible not to when yeah. the horse gets introduced. Um, oh yeah, in the manga, and like at first she hates Toru because she's like heard all these things about her. Like she's like, crap. What's that little kid's name? Kisa. The no. other one who likes Kisa. Oh, oh, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. I even forget what I animal just, he was. I just he's the lamb, right? What is his name? Hold on. We have to read Wikipedia to the rest I know. Well, he's only in one or two episodes. Yeah. But he, he loves he Kisa. He like, two episodes. I feel like his name also starts with an H. Yeah. Which is why it's, like, not coming to me. Yeah. Do, 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 Long silence. <laughs> I got this. That was a waste of time. 
List of characters. Here we go. It's Hero. Thank you. I just got it. <laughs> Good, okay. Because I didn't... Oh, yep, Hero. Joe's found him. Oh, and he's right next to Kisa. So, yeah. So, like Hero, Rin does not like Toru because she's, like, heard all these great things about her and how she's, like, the greatest and will fix everybody and mm-hmm. will break the curse. And, like, she doesn't believe that and she really super hates Toru, like, um, to an extreme degree, but then mm-hmm. they ended up being, like, really great friends, and it's Good. beautiful, so. So, who else do we meet in the, oh, we should talk about, um, Ayami. We don't have to talk oh, about yeah. Ayami. I just thought of him really quickly, because I saw, I also <laughs> saw Ritsu on here. Oh, yeah, I actually want to talk about Ritsu, um, as one of the problems of the show, because, so. Gentle head nod. Yes. Knowing that this is, like, made in 2001 in Japan. Right. Um, Ritsu is what would be, probably, if this was made now, a trans character. Right. But they don't really portray him as a trans character. Right. And they also portray him in just an incredibly unflattering, problematic way. Yeah. That's, like, the one, like, big thing that, like, if I would change, I would change if they did a, like, big reboot of the show that they would sort of readjust their right. LGBT issues. And the same with Haru, who is portrayed right. as bisexual, but they don't really portray it in a good, like, positive mm-hmm. way. Well, I was also going to say, even Ayami, who is uh, Yuki's older brother, who is kind of, his, his, his portrayal of femininity is exaggerated to the comic. Yeah. And I feel like that's also not, like, there could have been a more nuanced... LGBT friendly way to portray someone who's more in touch with their feminine or not even feminine side just someone who's more in touch with that representation of their personality so Ritsu is the monkey and he so he's born male but he dresses Mm -hmm. as a woman and they basically just couch this as he's a man who dresses as a woman because he feels more comfortable Mm -hmm. but it's also seen as something that's really shameful whereas I think that in modern day we would view Ritsu as a trans woman instead of a man who cross dresses. Right. Yeah. Again, there's that whole thing with like his parents and he thinks he's unfit to live and everything yeah. he does is wrong. But and... to his mother's credit, his mother is very supportive of him. That's true. So I she actually I think I heard that the for the dub, I heard that voice actress do something else. <laughs> and I was like, oh she was the narrator in um Kami-sama kiss. Oh. I was like, I recognize that voice. <laughs> I heard you wailing a oh, lot about God. food being not prepared right. Um, in Fruits Basket. But, yeah. No, I agree. Ritsu could have been portrayed in a Yeah, that's like my the different one way. Like, big sort of cringe-worthy thing about Fruits Basket. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, it's like a product of its time and place. Right. And, I mean, I think that Japan on LGBT issues is far behind the United States and in 2001 where right. even the United States was on LGBT issues is a lot different from where it is now so I can like sort of kind of forgive it and it's only one episode so True. you know you can kind of just skip over it and it, I guess to its credit in that way Toru is completely wholly accepting yes. of Ritsu that's so like, it's not like that's, it makes me like love Toru even more like right. even like when everybody else is being shitty she's like just being supportive mm-hmm. and like just like, do you need to talk to somebody? Right. I'm here to talk to you. So mm-hmm. I agree. And she doesn't even, she's not even like. She's not phased at all. Exactly. When she yeah. like, finds out that Ritsu's actually a man. Because mm-hmm. she thinks that he's a woman at first. Right. 
So, no, I think... So, I guess to the show's credit in that sense, it's like, well, the protagonist understands and is supportive yeah. no matter what. So, that's the message here. Is yeah. that she's right and everybody else is wrong. But, the over, yeah, the overall portrayal is not very positive. <laughs> that, yeah. So, who have we not... Who should we talk about that we haven't talked about yet? If we should talk about anybody that we haven't talked about yet. Mm. Oh, do we want to talk about you being creepy? Sure. Yes. Oh, and we can talk about the Yuki fan club, because I just went by Oh my god. I, the girl with the bows. I thought they were so annoying when so I was annoying. I was young, but yeah. now I think they're hilarious. Well, because I can see being removed from the high school setting, yeah. like, guys, come on. Yeah. Do something else with your life. I think they're Please. so funny. I love the Yuki fan club, <laughs> even though it's, like, so unrealistic, but, like, I can also, like, I don't think I can see this happening in a high school, but I can definitely see something like that happening in a middle school. Yes. Where, like, girls just get, like, overwhelmed by their, like, one crush. Mm-hmm. And, like, get crazy about it. They have the scrapbook and the pictures and the... Yeah. Everything. I yeah. love the episode where they go to Hanajima's house. Oh, my God, I know. And they're all creeped up by her little brother, yeah. and they're like, oh, my God. But, yes, we can talk about Yuki being creepy as well. Yeah. Yuki and I think that, like, partially his creepiness is due to his voice actor not doing him any favors yeah that one scene when they go i think it's in the first or second episode when shigure decides that they should go help unearth toru's tent oh yeah and he just like gets engulfed by the rats and he's like i'll be right back and i'm like that's really I think scary that, like, though because they didn't know the secret hadn't been revealed yet and so that's they true they wanted to like hint at something like mystical and otherworldly sort of happening they just but made yeah, it really awkward really creepy. i think that his voice actor was really creepy also in like the manga he's supposed to have silver hair right but it didn't really translate to the anime so he's just like weird purple hair does he have silver eyes in the anime in the manga too yeah because his so. eyes are also weirdly purple yeah um so yeah, just, I don't like, know his, why that didn't translate. His, his appearance is a little different <laughs> than maybe initially intended. I just want to shave his sideburns, because he has, like, the two pieces of hair that come down past his mm-hmm. ears. Like, your haircut is otherwise perfect. But yeah, no, he has, especially at the beginning when he's, like, the prince of the school. Yeah. And, like, this could be stranger danger territory. Well, so, the thing I like about Yuki is, like, he's very, like, much portrayed in the beginning as, like, being a perfect, like, he's a prince, and, like, right. as you go forward, you, like, realize that he's, like, kind of just a little dork, like... He's also kind of a slob. Yeah, and a slob, and, you, and he's, like, yeah. not perfect in any means, and so I like that Toru sees him in that light, mm-hmm. whereas everybody else that they go to school with sees right. him as, like, perfect and amazing. No, yeah, I do like that. It's funny, and I like that he gardens... I think that's just, like, a really cute quality. <laughs> so, like, this is, like, me just gender stereotyping, but, like, the fact that he gardens, but he's, like, not, like, a tidy person. Right. I feel like those things, like, go hand in hand. They as, should. Like, being a housewife or something. Yeah. No, but, yeah, I like that he gardens, and I like that, well, he can't cook, but I do like that he gardens. Can Shigure do it? Yeah, that's so weird that he gardens, but he doesn't cook. Why would you garden if you didn't... <laughs> what are you going to do like, with all yeah, your vegetables? You, with your vegetables. I think he just makes leaks to keep Kyo away. Yeah. I think that's pretty much all his garden just is. Like, just makes, like, a barrier of leaks. Around the house. And Shigure, I love him, but I also feel really bad for his agent, especially now that I'm in a publishing course. I'm like, you're a terrible novelist, and yeah. you need to be on track with your paperwork. And your agent should have dumped you a long time ago. But, God, I love Shigure. I still think he's a little creepy. He is. 
he's a little bit like pedophile-y. Mm-hmm. Although that's like a theme I think in the uh, in the manga, lots of people get with like lots of the ladies get with dudes that are a lot older. I wonder is that you think a case of like I think the it's supernatural just, like, or no? I think it's just like the cultural like implications mm. may be different in that. That's fair. Okay. And I guess it is a a trope, kind of? Yeah. It's, like, more customary for an older gentleman to be with a younger lady than an older woman to be with a younger guy. And Um, the age differences aren't, like, huge. No. They have to be, like, noticeable, where you're like, that's that's a big age difference. I mean, he's in his mid-late 20s. Yeah. And they're all 15. Yeah. So it's like, eh. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think he's funny. And I do think he's fitting as the dog. Like, yeah. I think they did oh, a really yeah, good definitely. job of pairing the characters with the animals. Yeah. Um, I was sad that Hattori wasn't really a dragon, but it was just a cute little seahorse. It's like, I wanted to see something cool, and I guess that isn't realistic. Giant. But that sort of has to do, in the manga, they, like, talk about how the curse is, like, falling apart. Oh. Um, and so they, like, attribute his, like, seahorseness <laughs> and the fact that he's, like, not actually a dragon to the fact that, like, the curse is, like, becoming weaker over time and, like, generations. Oh. Huh. Well, I guess I can't ask about spoiling what happens with the curse. Is that spoilery? We can do that. We'll do that after. Because okay. I'll definitely I'm curious. talk about it for, like, hours. Yes. Well, that's what we'll do when we go get noodles. Yeah. Which is good with me. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Because that's always really fascinated me. Just about how the curse works. Yeah. It's never really, like specifically defined like these are the terms of the curse this is how you break it um it's sort of still amorphous but they definitely go into more detail okay in the manga because yeah because i feel like it's like okay cool parameters but eh, how does this exist in the world like yeah like the elevator pitch is good exactly (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) got that down pat i'm on board (laughs) they're cursed by the zodiac when they get hugged they turned into animals you Mm -hmm. know it's like okay i'm with you so far let's work out the logistics of this now the elevator pitch of this show to me is so hilarious like if i like tell people about it i'm like you should watch it it's great it's about a girl who's an orphan and her life (laughs) is terrible but also this other ridiculous (laughs) stuff right and everyone's emotionally damaged, yeah. but it's all okay. Everyone's so damaged. It's okay. Uh, I don't know if, like, the idea of being an animal has always fascinated me, and I feel like the one, like, when people ask you, what's the one superpower you could have if you could have a superpower? I'm like, I would want to be able to turn into any animal that I could think of, because then you can fly and breathe underwater and potentially be invisible if you become a chameleon. And it seems like an all-inclusive superhero deal yeah like if you're an ant you can lift things 500 times your size so you're strong but i don't know logistics of actually being one animal forever i know and like it makes sense that they when they like transform they don't have any clothes on right because they like fell out of their clothes because they became a much smaller animal Mm -hmm. but it's still like (laughs) like in the anime you're like oh you have to like be reminded that they're naked right oh yeah i know they all pop up even though like even though if they like transformed and they had their clothes on i'd be like i don't buy this it's that's always one thing where i suspend my disbelief for like werewolf movies or any kind of like a vampire turning into a bat it's like your clothes do not become tiny with you as you fly away they definitely disappear or break or something yeah Um, but that's like the hulk yeah like he breaks out of his shirt but his pants are okay it's like come on no final thoughts uh who would you recommend fruits basket to 
everybody? No. <laughs> well, maybe everybody. If you have a, if you love anime, are in the mood for something that's just happy and fluffy and emotional, but that has really solid heart, mm-hmm. I think this is a good choice. I would compare it to definitely Oran High School Host Club. Because it has that Although, kind of Although, yeah, yeah, definitely more serious. Than oh, yes, Oran more serious Club. than that. And I would also say that if you've recently seen Kamisama Kiss, which I recommended to Erin, yes. and you liked that, it's kind of... I, a, I liked that, and I was like, this seems like a Fruits Basket I was going to say, I was just going to say, think of, like, if Inuyasha and Fruits Basket had a yeah, baby. that's exactly what it is. That, I think I actually maybe stole that comparison from you, or mm-hmm. we talked about that yeah. comparison. So if you've seen that recently and you like it, this is another anime that you should watch. Yeah, or older anime. Like, Spice and Wolf is another good comparison, except really only just in tone. Yeah. Because that one's way too economical mm-hmm. yeah. for Fruits Basket comparison. Yeah, I would say if you like shoujo anime and you haven't seen mm. this, like, first of all, what are you doing with your life? Right, it's, um, it's not new. Yeah, it's been around no, for a it's while. It's been around for a long time. Um, and I definitely recommend this to younger viewers, although not too yes. young because it does get pretty dark. Um, yeah. I'd say, like, sixth grade and up. Yeah, like I think that's fair. I don't know if, like, I really enjoy this, and it is very feminine in its mm. sensibilities of, like, what it, what, like, yeah. what appeals to me <laughs> about it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if I would recommend this to dudes, although I do think it's a great show, so. I think if you know a dude or you are a dude that likes this kind of anime, then yeah. definitely check it out. But if this isn't your thing to begin with, Maybe try an episode and see if you like it, yeah. but don't expect, maybe don't expect to love it, all yeah. of it. Even um, though it's amazing and you're wrong. And you should, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your theory is invalid. <laughs> um, I would also say that this definitely holds up to the nostalgia test. Oh my gosh, for sure. That it's not just something that, like, old me loved and new me. Yeah, and I honestly think I, it's gotten better as it aged for me. Yeah. Despite the, like, few issues that sort of... Right. I know. I didn't really have any thoughts on Ritsu when I first, when, 14, oh, yeah. when like, obtuse, oblivious 14-year-old me met that character. Yeah. I was like, whatever. But now I'm like, oh, look. My social, my social, um, learning yeah. has pitched in here. Mm-hmm. My but, worldview has widened. Yes. That's a much more elegant way yeah. of putting what I was trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, no. Totally love this anime. We'll probably continue to rewatch it for years to oh, come. Oh gosh, I'm gonna rewatch it for the rest of my life. Every like time I watch it, I because this uh, manga is out of print, mm. I always go on eBay and look for um, like the old manga to like buy at mm-hmm. a reasonable price, which I have done for a few of them. And then I recently just found out that they're reprinting it, so I'm very excited. Yay, they're reprinting good. it starting in June, so you can be on the lookout. For Excellent. That. And I know that they sell either the individual volumes, or I think they went through a reprint a while ago where it was two volumes in one, and the books were a little taller and yeah. um, hardcover and really oh, wow. pretty. But they might be discontinued. Yeah, for the, the person who, um, or the publisher who initially published them um, is out of business now. So, Ooh. yeah. So they were acquired by a new publisher that will be publishing them soon. Nice. Okay. That's good to look forward to. Yeah. And if there are any more developments on anime rebooting... Please yeah. let us know. Please let me know. I'm, I'll be in charge. I can write the script. It's nice. Yes. You got this. I know. For, so I feel like the back of my hand. The creator so. will love you. There will be yeah. no discrepancies and no yeah. of opinion. You're like, I'm on board with your, Please hire me. With your thought process. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I'm really glad to be here, and I'm always up for talking about Fruits Basket. Thanks again for tuning
tuning in to Nostalgia Myalgia. If you liked what you heard, head to MinervaMag.com for other awesome podcasts like Bardolatry and Novel Ideas, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at MagMinerva. 